0: Buddy, look at how comfortable your chair is. It's a big chair, right? Baby, you're making deals. You could sit at the table for Spectre and tell them how fucked up James Bond is.
1: (laughs) I got this. Let me tell you the story real quick about this chair. Do you have 20 minutes? I have 22. So you are um, former, I live in Astoria. You're a former Astoria comic and person and uh we used to play basketball together
0: baby what glorious times that was when when body parts weren't falling apart quite like they are now
1: yeah there would always be a thing where you'd play and then you someone would get hurt and you'd be like what are we doing why why are we doing this
0: it's just so counterproductive it's just a bunch of comedians who didn't want to go to the gym or run in a hot ass park that day and dudes are throwing fucking elbows and back picks and I, don't, I mean, I get the back pick. Don't smile when you do it, when you hear a guy wince. But,
1: oh. we, uh, we had fun. We had fun there, though. We had a good time. You can't deny that. Those games were fun. Um, I miss it. I miss it, too. And you know all the rims are gone now in every um, park in the uh, city. They're all gone because people wouldn't stop Pandemic. playing basketball. But they'll come back. Yeah, they just took oh, the rims. A ban on
0: basketball. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like the new Hunger Games. We are getting rid of basketball. What a weird dystopia that is.
1: Let me ask you: You grew up in Vegas. That's where you are right now. Oh yeah. No team. So it's not like here. I'm in New York. I'm a Knicks fan, a Jets fan. How did you become a fan? What teams? Like, how did that work for you?
0: Well, we had a semi-professional team. We had the UNLV Running Rebels, who were college. But let's just be honest. Um, they were those players probably did okay. Let's just. I think that's come out. I think those guys doing fine. So that, in a way, was a pro team. Um, it's tough because. You have no identity here. I've always said this. If you and I would have went back to back in the second year with that undefeated, people would have had an accent. I'd be speaking with some rhythm. You'd be like, "Whoa, man, that must be some 702 shit." There was nothing here, and then that program goes bye bye basically and is irrelevant. And there was nothing for people. A lot of transplants, a lot of LA fans, but there's nothing for us. Walk like a And so now we are getting teams and it's exciting to see that and also culture downtown. It's really been great. So I basically, a lot of people go went with LA teams. So I hated Laker fans. So I became a diehard Boston Celtic fan. Also, one of, I think the last time my grandfather who raised me ever bet was in 87, uh, game six. We know how that went. Uh, The Lakers won. I think Pops finally gave up a horrible habit. And I also saw Larry Bird, and I looked at him as a kid in the back of a comic book, and I'm like, I honestly had this saying. I'm like, poor Larry Bird. I bet he doesn't have a girlfriend. He looked homely to me. I mean, he's probably banging on the road. I'm a goofy white kid. He looked like a goofy white dude, so I just related to that. I know everyone wants to go with the race thing with that, but it's just I felt on another level that we're just both goofy dudes who probably have no business being out there, but he's really good. You already know what you did for me. What? I walked away with the MVP. The Congress weapon. And so I became a huge Celtic fan. And it is also a fuck you to all the annoying um, Laker fans I grew up with.
1: Skybox, first edition. Do you remember the first edition of Skybox? It was like very different. I don't think I could afford them.
0: Weren't they like $2 <laughs> packs in 1990?
1: I don't remember how much they were, but I remember being excited that, uh, cause it was a little different. It had the like artistic quality to it. And as you know, I'm very artistic. So I was like, now finally a card for me.
0: That speaks to me. It's... Yeah, it's like Basquiat came back from the grave. It was like, let's make some basketball cards. Here's my new ball.
1: These cards were for people who didn't want to see um, the crowd. They just wanted the athlete and like the, a painted basketball. They didn't want any game action, they wanted, you know. And it also had nice shots on the back, I remember. Carmelo on his horse and Scottie Pippen with his dogs.
0: I honestly don't think I had a pack of these. So you telling me that it's like Carmelo on a horse, like he's a, a war general from the old timey days? I'm, I'm excited. First card,
1: Byron Scott. Oh my goodness, the great Byron Scott. And then, uh, this is what I mean, you get like a nice shot on the back. So you get the real shot on the back, And then on the front, you get like, you know, look at that, it's It's just exciting. It's like the the basketball's in flames. First of all, Skybox looks like a really heavy card. Like you could shoot a bullet and it would be like, get off me. Like it just seems like, look at that. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Holy shit. You can't tear it, it's impossible. It's also the later what they would use the ShamWow material to wipe down. Yeah.
0: Hi, it's Vince with Sham Wow. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel.
1: He had a pretty good career, and then his later stuff of coaching has all gone pretty terrible. So then kids forget that he was even a player, and they're like, yeah, this guy, this guy sucks. He's not even, a I don't, he's an okay analyst, he's fine. He's a very confident person. He's one of those commentators that says like a sentence, and you think
0: he's got more to say, but he's just so confident, he's like, and he smiles and like, and that's why. He's going to hit that shot every time. If you can dribble, pass, and shoot, you know, and be able to beat people off the dribble every now and then and get your own shot, you got a chance to be an all-star. Like, he's someone that got aged out of it in a way, though, man. When when the game started changing, he was one of those holding on to how the basketball was played and no advanced stats and and the three points still a gimmick. And they're, Mm -hmm. like, proving to you, no, dog, it's changing.
1: Charles Barkley was notorious during that warriors run oh. up up till they won being like you can't win with jump shots you can't win with jump shots. jumpers I always said jumpers are like pretty girls they're really good looking when they're
0: going in but then when you realize that pretty girl is dumb you're in for a long date and I just don't I'm no I don't like jump shooting teams but this is why Barkley can do that and Byron can't Barkley's hilarious yes. and gets his balls busted and it just becomes a goddamn friars roast it's just like a bunch of dudes on their lunch break from work in construction making fun of each other over that, and it's great. He's like on that list of players that I find that is um, good, but because he played on this team that won a bunch, people kind of think he's probably better than what he was. For uh, Particularly for those two dynasties, him and Ainge. I think, and Ainge could play, but people, people will be like, hey Danny...
1: He was the fifth best player on the team. That's I mean, a great comparison. He's the Danny Ainge of those teams because you yeah. have so many guys that were better. You would take, obviously, Magic was the best player on those teams, or you could say Kareem. Worthy's the third best. AC Green was a great
0: role player, a perfect fourth piece, and then Byron's a great compliment.
1: AC Green was focused only on basketball. We know that he yeah. was only focused on basketball. None
0: of this. None of that, nope. baby
1: had sex I think last week for the first time he uh so you're right that's a good comparison he was like he was the Danny Ainge of those Lakers teams why would uh why would Michael Jordan hate Byron Scott Michael Jordan always has a reason to hate a player sometimes they're made up sometimes they're not why would Michael Jordan hate Byron Scott
0: Mm, that's a good question (laughs) probably because of his name yeah fuck Byron Scott why you think any guy named Byron can play Like, that's your reason? Yeah. Like I'm gonna double down on that. I bet he thinks he sucks because his name is Byron and that he probably thinks, he probably convinced himself that a guy named Byron bullied him on the playgrounds.
1: Well, isn't it- He said I couldn't play. Isn't it Byron Russell too? So it's kind of like- There it is. Look, I know you didn't do anything to me, but I hate Byron Russell so much that I hate you now and I have to destroy you. Absolutely. Plus they play the same position. So any two guards, he's gonna naturally hate. Spurs card, it's just the Spurs just the Spurs, and then the back is a checklist of the players that are on the Spurs. So if you have this card, you could just check. If you're not a fan of this team, this card kind of sucks getting it when you're a kid. Pretty brutal. Can I ask you this though? I don't know if we're gonna get other team cards, if the background's
0: different, but it is funny because that looks like, growing up in Vegas in the uh, 80s and 90s, it kind of looks like the background of every Mexican restaurant I went to in those two decades, (laughs) like like Kios. They had a background of the colors that are behind the Spurs emblem. And it's crazy because San
1: Antonio is so close to Mexico. Yeah, this really looks like- Tex-Mex. It looks like a Tex-Mex menu. You just check off, you just go, they go, okay, what do you want? Y'all have the Willie Anderson and the quesadilla and and then you give it? Two chimichangas, yeah. Charles Smith. Now look at this shot. This is like, you know, you're looking at this. He's dunking the basketball, it's on fire. He's dunking on a white guy. The Knicks were like, we- need this guy if we're going to get past the bulls we need the guy who dunks the flaming basketball and we know how that turned out one of the one of the amongst many dark moments in the mix oh buddy i feel for you he was pretty good on the clippers like he was he was a good scorer and he could play some defense and he was like, he was in that era. He was like, "Whoa, this is where the game's going." Because he could, he could move a bit, and uh, he it did not work out. He was not a very good Nick.
0: I liked the Clippers because they were the little brother. They mm-hmm. were on the
1: depth chart, especially back in the
0: late '80s. Holy shit! Yeah, Lakers, Dodgers, Raiders, Rams, fucking Angels, probably some girls' soccer team from Pasadena. I mean, just whatever. Um, and then maybe the Clippers I mean they were the bottom of that city absolutely and then when Larry Brown got there like that's your next it went from the Lakers to the Clippers it's going to be LA for two decades but it's the Clippers is the second one
1: It was a one year they made the playoffs when Larry Brown was a yeah. coach um you, it was you and Billy Crystal you were the two excited uh, Clippers fans from from the uh, early 90s
0: yes and Penny Marshall we would all oh. sit we would go. I would um, hitchhike as a ten year old and go we'd meet at Cantor's Deli and we'd be like, Yo,
1: what up, man? He uh no matter what happens with Charles Smith or happened with him, he'll always be remembered for that play. And uh I guess that's unfortunate. He definitely probably got fouled on it. You cannot call it. But um just unfortunate there that he just I mean, that swung it. Knicks are up they were up two nothing to start that and then it just that's such a pivotal moment and uh you know, that's a, that's a dark one. But you know what? Even if they won that game, they probably still lose the series. Let's be honest. Tim McCormick. Do you remember Tim McCormick? No. I'm
0: going to be honest.
1: Glamour shot. Look at this glamour shot. So they needed another white stiff to replace
0: John Koncak? Is that what they needed? It's like, yo, that went over so good, us overpaying him and him giving us two points a game. John Koncak signs for $15 million <laughs> for three years. I was like, I could make $5 million doing the basketball <laughs> thing, I think I'm going to switch up now.
1: So John Koncak of the Atlanta Hawks signs that deal, and you're going, I got a future yes. here. You know what would have been nice? You see how they they have flame in the ball? They should have flamed up his knee brace. That would have been a fun <laughs> thing. They just highlighted his knee brace. It just was like, psh, he's got robotic knees. Sounds like a country singer, right? Tim McCormick?
0: Yeah. yeah it, 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 Tim McCormick doesn't sound like, hey, go fetch me eight rebounds, it sounds like, hey man, um, go out there and get something that sounds um, enough to get in the middle of America. Well, I
1: average nine a game. Tim McCormick, what they want is, look, we want you to appeal to the people who are like, I don't like country music, but I like Tim McCormick. He's good, he really, it's more rockish than anything. And I think Jordan would hate him because he'd be like, I hate your country music. Tyrone Hill, draft card. And then it has a story about him. Was he
0: Xavier? Was that his college?
1: Where he went to was college? That his college? Yeah. What a shitty rookie card if it doesn't tell you what college you went to. It says his college stats, but it doesn't tell you where.
0: Yo, Skybox. Yo, how about less art and more and more facts? How about less less abstract quotes? Yeah,
1: Xavier, baby. It was Xavier.
0: You know, my fastball's still ninety nine. Yeah. My changeup's ninety
1: three. He was. Uh, what's your favorite uh, Tyrone Hill moment?
0: This one, me just guessing that he went to Xavier, this was absolutely my favorite Tyrone Hill moment.
1: He uh, played for a ton of teams, Journeyman, but I remember him most for those Sixers teams with Iverson when they would talk about how bad the team was, except Allen Iverson. One of the most famous busts of all time. If I tell you who's the most famous bust. Sam Bowie.
0: Net Sam Bowie. If he doesn't get hurt though, I mean, I get the pick. He was really good at Kentucky.
1: But he was hurt going into that draft. Like See, was, I don't remember that I was very yeah. young. Well, I don't remember it either, but if you read the reports coming out of there, it was that he was like it was like an Odin situation where it was like there's there's things that are wrong with him that it's it's a risky pick. There's no to me because of Jordan, there's no bigger but there's a lot of bus, but there's no bigger bus than the guy who went before Jordan who was a complete sif. A larger one, great pick. Yeah. You're doing that ten times out of ten. You're taking Elijah on. You know what was Michael Olowokandi's main problem? He didn't lean into Candyman, the horror movie. He could have, he could have leaned into that. He could have really made a character. He comes with the coat and the hook, and they all surround him, and then they release the bees. And I really think that was Michael Olowokandi's only in to tie in with the movie Candyman, and just just intimidate everyone that he's the, he's Candyman.
0: Baby, he was the Candyman for your team. Your team got killed. <laughs>
1: Sean Camp, oh, what a player. Rainmaker. Look at that. Look at that. In the Sears portrait studio, they just brought him down. They brought all the NBA players to Sears for the day, and they did the background. I guess, you know, they, you, they could have done lasers. Remember that from uh, middle school? You'd have the laser yeah. background. Sean Camp, um, terrible end of his career, but he was yes. a beast. Out of backcourt, he comes out of the blocks so on fire. Oh! Seattle 101, Denver 99. Gets camp, spin, a tumble, up comes. Tim and Peyton were so much fun when we were kids that was like I don't think there was a more fun pair I'm talking about fun all right Kevin back to you
0: yeah. <laughs> oh we got the, oh, it's the glove it
1: was a great team and it's weird in the
0: dock they kind of make it sound like that team they were a big underdog because everyone knew the Bulls were going to win but it, they made it sound like the Sonics were had no business being there
1: they were f- unbelievable that was a good a good team because it was well yeah. built, you had some shooters and uh, and the defense. I think they obviously they put Peyton on on Jordan too late. That's been yes. talked about, and Jordan laughed yeah. at that. <laughs> and and beating him down a little bit. The glove.
0: I had no problem with the glove.
1: I've only met a few athletes. Gary Payton's yeah. one of them. And uh, my Reese, our buddy Reese, used to host a show on the Versus Network. So I would go sometimes this night. I was with Brian McGinnis. We went to hang out. That night we hung out. Gary Payton happened to be there. Really fun experience. We're watching the NBA finals with uh, Gary Payton. And one of the few things I do remember him saying was, I guarded Jordan the best. I guarded Jordan the best. Out of anyone ever, I guarded him the best. And then when Jordan was laughing at him, I'm like, hmm, he didn't think so. So, let me ask you this, you're a Celtics fan. Do you remember the John? I knew it was gonna be Bagley, I knew it was. The John Bagley, Bagley era? You love John Bagley.
0: I once um, called a national radio show with his dude, Arnie Spanier. He was a real, real son of a bitch. Now, if he's on his deathbed right now from COVID, please, I didn't know, so let me, you know, whatever. Anybody that gets in the way of this investigation, you get exactly what you deserve. I'm a kid, I used to call all these shows, and they used to, it got to a point where they were screening and wouldn't let me. It was tough. I'm so naive and such a bleeder for the Celtics that I'm like, yo, I think we can do it, man. I mean, Bird's old, but, you know, you got we got Bagley and Pickney. He goes, you're talking to me about the Celtics winning the East that has Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And you brought up John Bagley and Ed Pickney. I'm like, yeah, 1-800-777, whatever the number was. He just, I got dumped. I was just done. He moved on to someone else. It was just in my th- – look, you're not wrong, Arnie, and I hope you're healthy. You're not wrong.
1: Where does he rank in the all-time Celtics? He, Is he, he in the top uh, 100?
0: Top 300? I don't know. Buddy, there's a lot of great Celtics. Was a fine role-player point guard. Started a lot. Started a lot for this
1: team. Who was the better Celtic, him or Rick Fox?
0: It, it, it's going to probably – the better player overall was – you know, you don't know my theory with Rick Fox, right? Have Rick, I ever told
1: you this? What's the theory?
0: Rick Fox got that contract with the Lakers, and he was fine. He got the titles with the Lakers. But I
1: think people overrate what he was as a player because he was on those teams. What did he, he do He was good? the greatest garbage player I ever saw. What did he do good? Name one thing Rick Fox did well. Was he, like, well, a good defender? He was fine. This is what he did well. With the Celtics, he would either be in
0: when we were up 20 or down 30, and those days there was a lot of down 30s and Rick Fox would come in with two minutes left when dudes are just like waiting to go meet up with their their mistress on the road or go get some drinks or a steak at Morton's and Rick just, just was dunking and just... If you saw those two minutes of garbage and you didn't realize it was garbage time, you thought you were looking at goddamn Julius Irving in his prime. You were like, this son of a bitch is so good. And then the Lakers just wrote him a check. 31.9, but it's done his team a little good. This guy is basically dunking over me and my friend Moen Notch right now. This is like, this, this, no one's trying except him. And he got a contract, so he's smarter than all of us.
1: Chris Mullen, probably best known for his buzz cut. What a great buzz cut. He, he, had, a, he had a great career. He's a great shooter, obviously. And then he had a little nice run on the Pacers. Get rid of Christian Laettner because he was that the college pick of the eleven
0: pros, he's the eleven, right? On the Dream Tune.
1: So is Chris Mullen the worst player on the Dream team? That's interesting. All due respect, no, it's still I would great. take him over Drexler. You know you why he you know thinks he's better than Jordan. Do you yeah. know why? Because we have Jordan, we don't need Drexler. Jordan can do everything Drexler can do, whereas Mullen is a better shooter than probably Jordan.
0: But forget that. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna rank the eleven just as as an all time basketball player. I love this question. Drexler's higher than, than, than Mullen.
1: I'm not, I won't do it, no. This is you, <laughs> Come on.
0: I'm going to report you to HuffPo.
1: <laughs> Can I get canceled for liking Chris Mullen more than uh, Clyde Drexler?
0: Is you are tone deaf to the times. I'm
1: looking at the roster, you're right. Christian Lehner's the worst because college. I would take Stockton over Mullen because I think he's more useful and we could use point guards. But I would put Drexler as last, not of the pros. And I would put Mullen ahead of him. I'm sorry. You just, this is, just look, I need a hot take. This is my hot take. I just need a hot take. I'm going to start the show. I'm going to go, Chris Mullen, here's, here's why Chris Mullen yes. is a better pro than Clyde Drexler. Yeah. That shot was better than anything Drexler did.
0: But he was never really, he was a star with Run TMC, but that was a few years. I mean, most of his career was a compliment piece. And then you compare that to Drexler, who was an absolute star and was the best player for a Portland team that went to two finals, and then he gets this ring as an accoutrement, maybe a little bit more than a role player for Houston, but he was done at that point, basically. He was on the back nine of his career and getting long in the tooth, but was still effective, and he helps them win a title. To me, how many great, great years did – Chris Mullin have, he was outstanding then, and that's why they added him, they wanted that shooter. But I'm saying
1: overall career compared to Drexler.
0: Baby, w- 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 this is apples and
1: kumquats. He had less great years than, um, than Drexler, and he didn't win a title, but you're talking about, he was 20 points per game, six seasons. Six, which is good. Drexler, his lowest after his um, rookie season was 18. Drexler Be was an all-time—I know Drexler was a better player, but I'd rather have another two-card and Mullen at the three than Clyde Drexler and a guy who doesn't shoot as well. Last card, Dominique. Can I tell you what he meant to me as a kid? Tell me everything. I'll tell you. I had—still uh, have asthma as a kid. Oh, Bubba. So I had, it, I had it very bad when I was a kid, and then it was manageable, whatever. But the point is, I remember one day I went to the nurse's office, and in the nurse's office they had a poster with Dominique Wilkins— who said, I have asthma, it didn't, doesn't stop uh-huh. me. And I was like, can I make the NBA now? Can I make it? And then I realized, no, I can't. I'm too short and I'm white and uh, I don't have the skills. But he was an inspiration for me as a kid because I was like, oh, look at that, he's got asthma, he's in the NBA. Is there a better nickname than the Human Highlight film? It's pretty absolutely amazing. He
0: was um, terrific. Up till we got out Horford, it was hilarious. The last free agent, real free agent that mattered that the Celtics got was Dominique. And Dominique was starting to fade at that point.
1: Is there a better Hawk than him?
0: He's probably number one. Bob Pettit is in there. Oh my God. But he played for them in St. Louis.
1: I've heard of this guy. I've heard of the legend of Bob Pettit, but. He's, he's
0: a great player. Um, those two are in there. God, it's pretty thin. Their all time team ain't too great. I mean, there's guys who played for him. Vince
1: Carter played for him, right? For the Went Hawks? Towards the end. Oh, he was, uh, yeah, he's there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Vince, Vince Carter, Carter was never foot. on the Hawks except right now. <laughs> he just watches Trey Young shoot half-court shots. And just, it's like, this is this is it. That's his retirement tour. You know how, like, Wade and Nowitzki got a retirement tour? His retirement yeah, tour yeah. is he just goes from city to city and he watches Trey Young just shoot half-court shots. And he's just like... Trey Young, I get a little bit of an old fart guy with him. I'm just like, this is what you guys want? He's just shooting half-court shots. This is fun. But Steph Curry, I love. That's the difference. Steph Curry, I was like, this guy is changing the game, and he's just making it it acceptable to shoot. And Trey Young, I'm like, this is empty calories. This is disgusting.
0: If that 12th spot on the Dream Team wasn't for a college
1: player, do you think it would have been Dominique? I would have put, let me tell you, I'd put Dominique over Clyde Drexler, but no way over Chris (laughs) Mullin. stick to your guns. I got a basketball jersey from my
0: home club when, you know, comedy existed. New York Comedy Club, I was the announcer for comedy records during the JFL Festival. I was, a uh, called the game with Kate Trevor, um, uh, Wilson, and then when the New York Comedy Festival, I was the play-by-play. Nico White showed up in the second half, which is hilarious, and we had one microphone. I was the announcer, but I'm like, Yo, I can't play anymore, I got a bam shoulder, I got the planters, fasciitis, whatever, I'm out. But you better, you're still going to give me swag. And so I got this.
1: Did you play football as a kid?
0: No, I mean, I mean streetball a little, yeah.
1: Well, okay, that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. when we would play football, if the number was uneven and someone had to be quarterback the entire time, what did you call that?
0: All-time quarterback.
1: No, that's insane. It was automatic QB. All-time is like you're putting him in Canton. This guy's so great. He's all-time. We're putting him in Canton. I, you're I, not wrong. I never, I, it was always all, uh, automatic QB. Automatic QB. And then all of a sudden I was playing with some other guys. Like this was like 10 years ago. It wasn't even long ago. And then they're like, oh, who's going to play all-time? having, And it was like, what? And it was the first time I heard And I realized that it's in other parts of the country. Wow. So, so in Nevada, it was all-time QB. Did you use Mississippi or Banana? No, it was Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. We went We, we... got
0: Progressive with Banana cuz it's a little little quicker.